This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. Let's get right to the consumer news from the past week. Did you work this past Thursday? Because it's a leap year and that means February 29th was an extra day. So did you get paid for that extra day? If you get paid by the hour, you certainly did. But if you're a salaried employee, chances are you threw that day in for free. Employment lawyer Brittany Taylor says this obviously isn't the first time we've had a leap year, but it is one of the first times she's heard questions about getting a leap day paycheck. She says salaried workers are not entitled to extra comp- uh, compensation, but it could be something to include in your next contract negotiation. A new poll suggests most Canadians are optimistic about their household finances. The Leger poll surveyed over 1,500 adults last weekend asking questions about politics and the state of the economy. On the economy, 61% said their household finances are good or very good. That's actually down two percentage points from a similar poll done back in January. 36% rated their finances as poor or very poor. The survey found 48% of respondents were living paycheck to paycheck, a problem most acute for people under 55. And more than a third reported being concerned about losing their job in the next year. The fight between Canada's competition commissioner and the movie theater chain Cineplex continues. The competition tribunal is hearing arguments in the case as Cineplex is accused of what they call drip pricing. That's where customers are drawn into buying something online without getting a full picture of the final cost because there's extra fees that get tacked on at the end. A lawyer representing the competition commissioner says moviegoers don't have any way to avoid them. But Cineplex points out that customers can avoid that buck fifty fee by buying tickets in person at the movie theater. And that buck fifty fee is pretty lucrative. Cineplex has made almost $40 million from the online booking fees since June of 2022. A family is calling on BC Premier David Eby to perform tra- uh, to reform rather trapping regulations after a 3-year-old dog had to get her leg amputated after getting stuck in a trap Clayton Hartley says he got worried earlier this month when his livestock guardian dog Pearl didn't return home in time for dinner after 48 hours of searching Hartley says he found Pearl caught in a leg hold trap near a farm which led her to needing her leg amputated. She was in that trap for two days before she was found. Hartley says his family is completely devastated and appalled by the lack of transparency and accountability required in the regulations for trapping in BC. Roller coaster and mood swings are just two of the phrases that the Weather Network has been using to describe what's uh, in for us this spring in terms of the weather. The chief meteorologist at the Weather Network, Chris Scott, says most Canadians can look forward to a warmer-than-normal spring, but he cautions the season is a time of transition. He says that could mean summer-like days followed by cold snaps, stormy weather, and even potentially significant snow in parts of Ontario, Quebec, and Atlantic Canada. But what about us? Well, it might be a little colder 
than we might like. Uh, BC will start on the cooler side before spring finally kicks in. East central Saskatchewan, central Manitoba, and southwest Nova Scotia will see above normal precipitation. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, it's not something you want to think about, much less talk about, but it's inevitable. Your funeral. And if you want to make it easier on the people you leave behind, maybe even make it a positive experience, you're going to want to hear our next guest. That's next when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong and no one lives forever. And if you would like to be proactive about how you'll be remembered by your loved ones, pre-planning your funeral can make it a lot easier on those you leave behind. And it can even be a positive thing, according to the folks at Dignity Memorial. If you would like to find out about pre-planning your funeral, there is an open house event put on by Dignity Memorial uh, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. next Saturday. That's a week from today. It's at the Forest Lawn Cemetery at 3789 Royal Oak Avenue in Burnaby. And uh, you can find information on their website, dignitymemorial.com. And from Dignity Memorial is David Grant. Hi, David. How are you? Oh, doing wonderful. Thanks, Martin, for having me on. That's great. So, I mean, this conversation is something that, you know, a lot of people just do not like to talk about. It's something that, that they like to put off, but, but it shouldn't be, it should be a positive, uh, a a positive discussion. Hey, absolutely. And that's, you know, one of the things that we pride ourselves in is we make this conversation easy for families to have. Um, so it's it's something that we we know we're aware of, but uh, we we know what we're doing when we come to talking about it. Right, right. So pre-planning the funeral um, mm-hmm. that, that that's another thing. I mean, even people talking about their own funeral. But why is pre-plan pre-planning emphasis on the pre? Uh, why yeah. is pre-planning your funeral so important? Well, Martin, you know, there are so many reasons why this is one of the most important things everyone needs to do as soon as possible. But I'll maybe start by talking about some of the things each of us already plans for that doesn't relate to funeral and cemetery arrangements. Let's talk about our kids and how we plan for their future. Let's talk about how we plan for their education or for them getting their driver's license or even for their graduation. We plan to make sure they have a roof over their head, food on the table, are safe and protected. Planning and protecting, it's something that we've always done for the ones we love, and it's something we'll always continue to do. So let me ask you, uh, what have you done to protect your loved ones? For example, Hmm. do you have house insurance? Right, I do. And and why do you have house insurance? Uh, I I guess just to protect myself and uh my family from uh from you know losing everything i guess from a fire or from a flood yeah usually is what most people get it for and then car insurance you know people we all have car insurance and you know the government does uh force us to have it but we have that to protect ourselves in case we get into an accident of some sort in case an injury happens through an accident so we have all these insurances in place in case something happens so if it makes sense to have 
something in place in case something does go wrong, does it not make even more sense to have something in place for an event that will actually happen? The families <laughs> that plan ahead, you know, we, they all agree that this makes the most sense for their loved ones. I mean, we deal with families every day that walk in not knowing what to do or who to turn to advice. Uh, pre-planning for this inevitability can prevent this from happening and is often referred to as a blessing by many people. So I'll just provide a few examples from a different point of view to help help you and your listeners understand. So I want you to take a second and imagine something that you did for the very first time. I want you to remember the nerves and the anxiousness you felt. I'll use myself an example of a time that I felt anxious. Um, I'll just bring up an example, going to CrossFit uh, for the very first time. I had never been to a class before and was so nervous walking into a crowded room full of people, not knowing where to go, what the routine was, what to expect, and wondering if I could keep up. It was terribly stressful until I learned what the routines were, and it, it took maybe about two weeks. Now, I want you to take that feeling and add in the immersion, emotional turmoil of losing a loved one and how upset you would feel, the feeling of not being able to breathe or think straight. Yet you're now under the gun to make major decisions in a short period of time that could affect you and your family's memories forever. Many times people end up feeling like they don't make the right decisions or they forgot certain things that they wish they would have included. What if you didn't know the answers to the questions about your loved ones that you were being asked from a funeral director because it's never been talked about? Many times when no plans are in place or nothing was ever discussed, people end up with two unanswered questions. Did I do the right thing? And did I do what that loved one would have wanted? This scenario happens all the time with us. So pre-planning takes away all of this guesswork, stress, and burden, which in turn allows families to focus on what's important, which is the grieving process. Now, let me ask you and your listeners another question. How long does it generally take to plan a wedding? In your opinion? <laughs> uh, it depends. It depends on a lot of things, but a long time. Yeah, you know, I, I just got married myself last year, and it took us eight months to prepare, and that was tight. It was a tight time frame for us. My wife really? and I were working to organize everything up until the last few days prior to that big day. A funeral service and interment service is just as big of a wedding, with the exception that you have three to seven days to organize it. Not months, not weeks. You have three to seven days. Now, let me ask you, wouldn't you want to be as organized as possible if that was what you were faced with so you could focus on the important things with your family? I mean, most people agree that planning before time and need is the best way to go. So hopefully that helps answer your question. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great point because I bet a lot of people listening, because I know I have been in this situation where you've lost yeah. a loved one, uh, a parent, for example, and it happened suddenly. Um, and sometimes it, it, it's not even sudden. It's just all of a sudden you have to deal with things that you've never dealt with before, things that you don't understand. And then you're talking to people and then all of a sudden people are, are selling you things and you, it, it is, it's a head spinner. And, uh, I, I just, I, I kind of like this idea because of that. Absolutely. You know, uh, information is key. The more information you have, uh, the easier things become. So, I mean, uh, it all starts with information. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, in information, and I guess that's where uh, that's a good segue to to the event that you have next Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Forest Lawn Cemetery, Royal Oak Avenue in Burnaby. So, what goes on at at this? It's kind of a just a, a place where people can get information. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It's going to be an amazing event. Uh, we are having an open house, like you said, March 9th at Porcelain Funeral Home. Uh, we're also going to be having one April 13th at Ocean View Funeral Home. So you've got a couple of opportunities to really take advantage of, of learning all about uh, what we do and how we can help you best. So one of the things about, you know, why should you attend these events or something like that? Um, we ha- will have all of our advisors available to answer questions, help educate families about what is involved in making final arrangements, plus explain what individuals will have to go through at the time of loss. We'll provide each person a complimentary personal planning guide that once filled out will contain all the information that your family will need at the time of death. But it's also a chance to learn what happens, but also an opportunity to look at the facilities and all the options you have to choose from uh, that you in order for you to make an everlasting memory and tribute of your life for future generations to look back on. Every single option will be provided uh, to you so that you can make educated decisions about what your preferences are for the future. All the while, you'll have your own personal advisor there to guide you through everything, but it's basically a time to have an easier conversation rather than wait until the day where we have to have that difficult conversation. You don't have to feel uncomfortable coming in to receive information. There's food, prizes, um, and people will cater to your needs if you come and join us. It's a safe, inviting, friendly environment where we can dispel any rumors or misconceptions that may be out there. But at the same time, we try and make it relaxing and we try and have a bit of fun with it. You'll see that there's nothing to be nervous about. We're normal people that care immensely about others, and it really shows during these types of events. So we look forward to seeing all of your listeners there. Yeah. And if people would like some more information about that uh, event, uh, there's one on the uh, uh, next Saturday, the 9th. And and what, what day is the other one again? Uh, the other one's April 13th, and we're going to have it at Ocean View Burial Park in Burnaby. April 13th. Yeah. So go to DignityMemorial.com. Uh, for all that information, everything you need to know. And I guess, you know, you talk about, you know, being nervous going into a CrossFit. I bet you see a lot of people who come into these seminars who are very nervous and they feel, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, they don't really know what to expect. But uh, what what's the general consensus from the people you talk to after they get a little bit of information from Dignity well, Memorial? Well, honestly, it's a huge sense of relief. Um, instead of being, instead of, being a nagging problem that eventually needs to be dealt with. It now becomes a burden that's lifted off of their shoulders and one they don't ever have to think about again or worry about again. Generally, after every family prearranges, they're they're heading home with smiles, joking, laughing, knowing that this has been taken care of for their loved ones and their wishes are going to be followed the way they want them to. On the other side of things, I've never had a person tell me that they regret their loved one prearranged. The most common phrases I hear are, thank goodness they cared enough to make this easier, or I didn't realize so much was involved. I'm so thankful that the decisions were made. Or another thing that we hear quite often is, I have no idea how we would have been able to pay for this if it wasn't taken care of ahead of time. We hear all this this all the time, and it's one of the greatest benefits of this career, being able to make a significant difference for the better in people's lives. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it, mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds great, and I and I think that it it's such a mo- the, the, those days after you lose somebody are just so emotional, and they're so f- they're a time when you want to be together with your family, and I, I guess the last thing you you want to be worried about is the process of the funeral, and especially the cost. And I mean that's something that can really kind of ruin that experience of of, you know, trying to deal with the loss and the grief. And uh, I really recommend that people go uh, go to dignitymemorial.com. Uh, you can also give them a call at 604-328-6079. And uh, if you go to dignitymemorial.com, you can find, about, find out about uh, these events, one in April, and then one coming up on the 9th, which is a week today. And it's at the Forest Lawn Cemetery, 3789 Royal Oak Avenue in Burnaby from 10 to 4. And uh, I, think it, I think it's great. And, uh, and, and you'll meet David Grant. And, uh, and, and like you say, you, you, you are passionate about helping people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, before I started this career, and I'll just give a bit of background about myself. Um, I bounced around from different jobs all over the place and I owned a number of different businesses. Nothing ever satisfied me or, or gave me that, that feel good feeling of wanting to wake up every morning to help people. So I stumbled upon this industry because a couple of my friends I actually grew up with, um, are in this industry and, uh, they said, you know what, you're good with people. I think this is something that you'd like. And I, I made that decision to come and, boy, did it ever open up my eyes and the best decision that I ever made in my life. What it comes down to, though, is every single day something different, and it's something I look forward to getting out of bed and coming to. If I can make one person's life a little bit easier to get through the hardest day of their life, uh, it's hugely rewarding, and I'm sure that every single advisor that we have feels the exact same way. That's great. David Grant from Dignity Memorial. And when we come back uh, more about how you can um, take the weight off your loved ones uh, in a really positive and beautiful way, we'll have more when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking uh, about something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Uh, but it's something that's going to happen to every one of us. Uh, no exceptions. We're all going to pass away because no one lives forever. And uh, we're talking about being proactive about your funeral arrangements. Because imagine how m- much relief you can give to your loved ones if your funeral arrangements are all taken care of and they don't have to worry about it. All they have to do is uh, just you know experience the loss and and mourn for you. <laughs> I'm getting a little somber. But David Grant is with me from Dignity Memorial. They are online at dignitymemorial.com. You can give them a call at 604-328-6079. And they have an event coming up next Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Forest Lawn Cemetery at 3789 Royal Oak in Burnaby. It's everything you need to know about pre-planning your funeral. And uh, we talked a little bit about it, but let's reiterate, David, uh, just the benefits of pre-planning your funeral. 
Well, uh, Martin, there's so many reasons why, uh, so many benefits and reasons why it's important to do this at a time. I'll maybe just go over a few of them right now just to help uh, people understand a little bit. But number one, you touched on it a little bit. It lets your wishes be known. Uh, remember earlier, uh, I mentioned that families are often faced with two unanswered questions when they don't prearrange. Did I do the right thing or did I do what they would have wanted? Uh, right. These two questions haunt someone for the rest of their lives if these things are not taken care of ahead of time. Don't be that person that leaves people guessing is, is our message. Um, but then, you know, when we look at the financial side of things, it locks in today's prices. Uh, every single cemetery and funeral cost goes up in price every single year. Uh, they never go down. It's, it's quite frankly, it's an appreciating asset. The sooner you can take care of these arrangements, the sooner you lock in that price, so your estate never has to pay anything further and it leaves more money left over for your, your loved ones that are left behind. Um, doing things ahead of time also, one of the benefits is we can offer cost savings. Uh, that's one of the best benefits we provide by making arrangements at a time. Um, hey, look, we recognize it's not the easiest thing to do, but we understand also it's the right thing to do. Therefore, we can make financial, the financial burden less by doing things now rather than by waiting. If you decide not to do anything, that's also fine. But unfortunately, we don't offer any extra savings at the time of need. Um, also, uh, again, understanding today's financial times uh, are very tough. We have payment plans that are available. And I'm sure all your listeners would agree that it, it becomes tough. But because of these payment plans, um, we try to make it as easy as possible by offering those monthly payments that can really fit any budget. They are also not forever payments or payments that are renewed every five years. Once your payment plan is done, it's paid off and it's done forever. So hopefully that just lends a little bit into the benefits of prearranging ahead of time. Right. And because you have this event next Saturday, there are some, some really good offers that are kind of go in line with that, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, coming into spring, uh, we're thankful for the opportunity to tell our story. And for that, we can provide significant cost savings. On the cemetery side of things, we're able to provide a minimum of 17% on almost all property. On the funeral services side, we have built-in savings called dignity savings in all of our dignity plans um, during this time. But we're also uh, going to add in another 10% on top of those already large savings being given. Uh, so this is for March only that we're looking at this with the emphasis on the open house days. Right. Uh, we're talking to David Grant from Dignity Memorial about pre-planning your funeral. And you mentioned a couple times that one of the big problems with not being prepared for the loss of somebody and not even preparing for your own eventual death is that your wishes aren't really, uh, you know, under undertaken. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I guess there's a lot of decisions that people have to make from cream, you know, whether what you want to do with the body, if it's cremated or buried. So I guess there's a lot of decisions that people don't even think about, right? Absolutely. You know, um, people often talk the people we discuss and talk to, um, they have a tough time. It's a sensitive subject for many people, and it's a difficult conversation to have, especially with a parent or a loved one. Um, 
so the best way that I find having this conversation uh, with people, I mean, I, I'll give you an example of the, the first time my parents came to me and said that they wanted to fill me in on what they have arranged. I look at them, <laughs> I told them to take a hike. I don't want to <laughs> hear or think about it until I absolutely have to. Um, I was almost offended that they came to me uh, with this. But then I started working here and I saw the families coming in every day. I saw the ones that had talked about it and prearranged and the ones that didn't. The difference, quite frankly, is, is like night and day. The ones that had done something ahead of time were able to focus on the grieving process and consoling each other. Where the ones that did not do anything had a massive burden on their shoulders and were more focused on the decisions to make, the finances, and how do I make everything happen in three days like we talked about. So once I saw this, I immediately called my parents and told them, hey, I need to know what your wishes are so I'm not put in that position. I mean, you might encounter the same reaction from your kids or your loved ones, but it's something that's necessary for their own good. I would recommend uh, making them a part of the meeting and bring them in with you when you meet with an advisor so that they can understand and they can see why you want to do this for them. This is not a meeting or conversation that should be had by yourself or even just your spouse. It's a conversation the whole family needs to be part of. The great thing is you only have to have this conversation once and it's done. I don't want you to have this conversation every Sunday dinner. I only want you to have it <laughs> once, right? The yeah. other reason you want to bring in your son, daughter, or parents is because this is a major decision where everyone should be able to have an opinion. Because it's not just about you at the end of the day. It's about the people that you leave behind. They're the ones that are going to be dealing with everything. They're the ones that are going to have to move forward through their grief. I know it's a scary subject when you don't understand it. But once you learn about it, once you get that education, there's nothing to be afraid of. I hope people can understand the importance of looking further into this and understand that they have a responsibility to the ones that you love. Yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic too because I in my experience also it's the young people who often don't want to talk about it and sometimes it's the the older people who are coming to terms with you know death basically and uh they they want to talk about it but the young people don't just don't want to go there. Absolutely. And you know I'm I'm no different. I've held that before like I said when my parents first came to me and I'm thinking, you know, you're young, I'm young. Uh, this is something I don't have to worry about yet. And I don't want to have to deal with this subject till, until I absolutely have to. Uh, but the fact is, the quicker, the sooner you have it. And like I said, it's only a one-time thing. The sooner this is taken care of, the sooner you never have to think about it again until that time. Mm -hmm. So go to dignitymemorial.com uh, and you can find out everything you need to know. It's all one word, dignitymemorial.com. Uh, you can also phone them at 604-328-6079. And uh, you can find out about their open house event a week from today, next Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at the Forest Lawn Cemetery at 3789 Royal Oak Avenue in Burnaby. And you can find out about pre-planning your funeral. Uh, and, and if you are thinking about this, you said a mouthful, uh, David, when you said mm -hmm. that uh, it's about not only you, but the people you leave behind. And I guess, you know, you're on that next journey, wherever that is, but it's the people left behind who have to deal with everything. And 
and feel good about uh, you know sending you off and and you know having your wishes uh, granted. You know what I mean. So I guess it's really important to think about the people who you leave behind. Yeah, and that's where a lot of us get caught up in. And um, you know, I have a lot of families that I meet and. The initial thought out of their mouth is, well, I don't want that, or I don't need that, or that's something that I'm not interested in. But when you really think about it, you're right. You aren't going to need any of that stuff. <laughs> it's going to be the people that are left behind that are going to have be going through the grief, that are going to want some sort of tribute uh, to, you know, bring the grieving process forward and and get over it. Lasting legacy is um, two words that come to mind. Uh, my Again, I, I go back to my parents. My father always said, what do you want to be known for? What do you want your legacy to be when you leave? And that's something that you have to consider is that what do you want your legacy? What do you want to be known for in life? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my last question will be to you personally, as somebody who has been in this business for a while now, um, has your attitude toward, um, you know, death changed? Has it become a little bit more joyful to you? Well, I wouldn't say joyful, but... Um, well, I, maybe that's the wrong word, but at least positive. Yeah, it, it is. And it comes down to uh, understanding and learning. Like I said, it's, everything is scary until you learn about it. Um, everything is uncomfortable until you get used to it. So once you get the information and learn, um, everything falls into place very easily. Um, so it's just about uh, getting the proper information. And, you know, getting the proper information means coming to an expert in that area. And that's what we're offering here at Dignity Memorial with over uh, 80 advisors that are experts in this field that can provide that information to you. And you know what? There's no pressure. There's, we are not a used car sales business or anything like that. Uh, We are just here to provide information, provide options and let you make the decision so that you're informed about it. Okay. Uh, One thing I'll just add to going back to what we were talking about with, um, you know, the people that are left behind and grieving one thing I should just point out is one of the things that often comes forward is on an anniversary of a death or a birthday. Uh, typically, we get a lot of families that come in and, you know, if they have scattered or something like that, which tends to be what a lot of people are, are looking at nowadays, they don't have that final resting place to come and visit. Um, and they wish they did. If they had, if they can go back in hindsight, they wish they had some place where they can go pay their respects. So when we talk about pre-planning your funeral services, we also have our four cemeteries in the lower mainland that can accommodate a final resting place. And that is something that I would highly recommend because it's usually not immediately. It's usually afterwards that people regret uh, wishing that they had a place to come visit. Um, right. And then, Another thing I'll just mention too, you mentioned about uh, calling in. Uh, we can also now uh, schedule appointments strictly straight from online. Um, so that's a, a little thing that we just started now. So people, if they don't want to phone in or don't feel comfortable with that, 
they can just go to our website and schedule that appointment or even just walk into a facility if they feel like it. Sounds good. Go to DignityMemorial.com. And we've been talking to David Grant from Dignity Memorial. Thanks for talking to us, David. Thank you so much, Martin. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing everybody at our open house March 9th. Yeah, next Saturday uh, at Forest Lawn Cemetery from 10 to 4 p.m. And as I say, uh, DignityMemorial.com is the place for all the information. And when we come back on Vancouver Consumer, uh, there used to be people living in Stanley Park legally. They actually uh, lived there. And it was on this week in 1958 when the last person who had a house in Stanley Park left for good. I've got that story when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. It was a big week in Vancouver history. It was this week back in 1958 that the last person living in Stanley Park moved out of the park. And I know what you're saying. There's probably a lot of people sleeping in Stanley Park nowadays. But this was a person who lived there legally in a little cottage that his family built. According to the headline that ran in the Vancouver province in 1958, Tim won't return to beloved park. They were talking about Tim Cummings. He was 77 years old at the time and spent his entire life living in the cottage on Brockton Point where he was born. And if you do the math, that means he was born in that little cottage in Stanley Park in 1881. Back then, it wasn't a park and Vancouver wasn't even technically a city. That would happen five years later when Vancouver was incorporated in 1886, and that land, a few years later, would turn into Vancouver's first park. It was, of course, named after Lord Stanley, the 16th Earl of Derby. And yes, he's that Lord Stanley, the one on uh, the NHL's biggest prize. Um, But let's get back to Stanley Park. Before the park was created... The land that now makes up Stanley Park was originally used by indigenous peoples for thousands of years before British Columbia was colonized by the British during the 1858 Fraser Canyon Gold Rush. And it was one of the first areas to be explored in the city. I mean, it's such a beautiful spot. After that colonization in 1858, because of all the abundant resources in that area where the park is, that's where a lot of non-Indigenous settlers moved in. Many built structures. A lot of people lived there in big tents. But by the late 1880s, with Stanley Park now being declared a public green space, the city evicted anybody still living on the park grounds. But since young Tim Cummings and his family had lived there for so long before it was a park and they had a little cottage that they lived in, the city decided that the Cummings could stay. And from then on, the family would pay $5 a month to live in their tiny green cabin in Stanley Park. Uh, Tim Cummings would stay in that cabin for his whole life. He outlived his younger brother and sister and became kind of a celebrity in the park. You could see him every day raising and lowering the flag in his front yard. According to the Vancouver province, Cummings was a powerfully built longshoreman in his youth, and he spent most of his time fishing for flounders, cod, and sea bass pretty much right outside his front door, which was pretty rugged territory as the 1800s became the 1900s. And uh, by the age of 77, 
Cummings would be admitted to Vancouver General and stay there until March 11th, 1958, when he passed away. His ashes would be scattered in the waters near the cottage. And his death was widely reported in the media throughout the city. And there was a very popular campaign by a number of prominent Vancouverites to save the cabin and have it designated as a historical site. But that didn't happen. The little cabin would finally be deemed unsalvageable and torn down five years later in December of 1963. And in the paper that year, Park Board Superintendent Stuart LaFoe would be quoted as saying, his house will be torn down, but its site will always be Tim's place. Tim Cummings, the last person to officially and legally make Stanley Park his front yard. Uh, That was until March of 1958. I'm Martin Strong, and you can hear Vancouver Consumer on CKNW, 2 o'clock every Saturday afternoon. I want to thank our producer, Jono, Jonathan Chung, and we will see you next week. Uh, Stick around. The news on CKNW is next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.